This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Georgie, Georgie, I call you the Belfast boy. Georgie. This is Talking Devils, your favourite Manchester United podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Barton. Joined um, by two different people this week, not Paul Parker. Um, very different bonus podcast for you right now. If you've been living under a rock, then you might have missed that there are two teeny tiny things on the horizon. The first is a, the little matter of a Europa League final between Manchester United and Villarreal. The other is what follows that, um, which is True Genius, George Best, the BT Sport film, which airs directly after the final. I'm delighted to be joined on the podcast by two of the most significant people involved in that project. Um, first of all, director Tom Boswell. Tom, how are we doing, mate? Very well, mate. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's great. And also, um, we're privileged to be joined by Callum Best. How are you doing, Callum? I am very well indeed, Wayne. And uh, it's funny listening to that intro right there. I think you are the most important person for this film and for your book because I don't know anybody who knows as much about United and Bestie as you do. Well, if I'm going to be editing this afterwards, I might just edit that one. <laughs> That's as very kind as you were, Colin. But um, no, I would, we're going to talk about the various levels of importance, but I do really appreciate that. Um, like I said earlier on, we are talking on the eve of European finals. So first of all, let me repeat what a privilege it is to be talking to both of you. Uh, but obviously, Callum, you're in a very strange position here. I mean, it must be every time United get to a European final. Um, your dad was obviously many things and many things to many people. He was also the man who scored the winning goal for Manchester United in the European final, with all that that represents and with all that that means, with Matt Busby's pioneering into European competition and then the Busby Babes and Munich and the rebuild. Is that fact, the fact that George scored that goal, is that something that, is the gravity of that way heavier on you the older you get, if, if you get what I'm saying with that? Yeah, I totally understand. I, I think that, you know, when I look back at these things and I think to myself, wow, like my old man not only played in a, in a time and an era and was one of the best, if not the best in the world, but he he started United off on this incredible journey by winning that European Cup in 1968. For me, 
I hear the story and I've heard the story so many times and I love it every single time. But I think that uh, it's a really good moment right now because so many things have come together to align when this film was when this film was coming out, whether it be my old man's birthday that just passed. He would have been 75. You know, um, the film being on right after the after United win the Europa League and then hmm. the last time they won the treble as well. So there's all these things that make me very proud to be sharing this film and very proud to be such a big fan of Man United. Tom, for anyone who doesn't know, is a director at BT Sport Film, um, hugely successful series, um, some great films um, in, in that um, file portfolio. We also worked together for the film Too Good To Go Down three years ago. Um, Tom, when we were making the film, I can vividly recall you saying how some of the footage of George was great and how you'd love to do something just on him one day. And I imagine that's what it was like for me a little bit. You know, I'm a United fan, lucky enough to write books, lucky enough for publishers to publish them. And when you're on that path, you see these legendary figures in the game and you want to work on something about them. Every interview that I did, when I was talking to anyone, every everything, everyone that I talked to, I'd grab a few words about George if I could, and that's before I even knew that was writing a book and then then it gets to that and then everything is for the book. Obviously the process in film is a little bit different, but as a director, was the idea of doing a film on George something that you've always wanted to do? Yeah, 100%. Um, like, who wouldn't want to do do a, do a film on, like, one of the greatest ever? Like, um, but the I suppose the only... The only daunting thing is like knowing that there have been so many films and been so many books that have gone before. So it's just the the question mark: what what new can you bring to the table? But um, but I think yeah, we had having having made the um, too good to go down documentary together. I started to that was when I first started seeing some of the early archive that was available by of him. And like I mean, for me that was kind of. Like I got kind of carried away with that bit of the film. That film wasn't about George Best, but I mean, my, my own fascination with him like meant that we we gave George a massive like part of that program. And it wasn't like obviously a, a film that's always positive. So like ever like after after um after making that film and like sort of getting fixated on him during the process of that film, it was definitely one that we wanted to come back and look at again. The key thing about making the film, obviously, is the difference in, in the way that we were going to do it. Um, something that hadn't been done before, which is kind of true to George's philosophy of football, you know, the way that he approached football. So not just um, following his wish in the way that he wanted to be remembered, but also doing it true to the fashion in which he sort of lived his, well, lived his sporting life. Yeah, I think we just, well, we just wanted to, I think, yeah, obviously we spoke about it, didn't we? And then... Um... I think what we talked about was like most of these George Best films that are out there, some of them have been like very good, but they kind of go off on so many tangents of like everything other than football, really. So like we were just very, like having spoken to you about your book, um, it, it was a, like a film totally focused on the, fo sorry, a book totally fo focused on the football. And like we wanted to do a film that was just that literally just celebrated the football, nothing else, just football. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the inspiration for getting Callum involved. Then I mean, I know for me, I kept him updated with the book as much as I could, and I wanted it to have this intimate feel, as close as it could be to being an intimate story without it being a biography in the way that others others have been written. And when we agreed to do the film, that was the one theme that we had. 
um, that we wanted it to be intimate. We wanted it to feel like you're there with George on the journey. Um, and obviously, we knew that Callum's involvement would enhance that. But Tom, you came up with the idea of how, having Callum as the narrator and the presenter, independent of anything we discussed together. So, so what inspired that thought for you? Well, for me, I don't know. You could you could have there are any number of people with like Manchester United associations like. Um, like that we could have like gone after people with like I don't know big voices whatever but Callum is George's son so like who who like who is better than Callum like to to do this that was my like my that was my thought really like and it was it was that simple like and I think he's done a fantastic job no, absolutely. Um, it's enhanced the project a million percent for me, um, and I loved what we were working on um, before he, he sort of attached himself to the project. So, Callum, we did reach out to you. I think it's interesting that we're talking about this at the moment. There's this big fallout in the press from Martin Bashir's interviews, um, one of which included your dad, and the central theme in that was Bashir, you know, effectively gaining trust by saying he would do something positive and then going back on that. I'm not. I don't want to talk about Bashir. I'm just saying that he's far from the only person to do something like that. And I know that you yourself, you've been involved in stuff where people have said they'd do something to celebrate George. And it's always a strange irony to me because they always, those people who were creating those projects always ended up coming back to the same old story that we'd always seen, maybe not demonising or even attempting to, but getting drawn to that story anyway. So I guess when I came along promising the same sort of thing with the book, that I was just going to be celebrating him, you were probably wary at the start of that. Well, well yeah, Wayne, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to say doubt, but there was the, over the years there's been many a thing said and done and, um, and, and, and me having a part to play in some of that as well, going through my own personal relationships with my dad and, and certain things there. But, you know, with the with the promise from you of what it was um, and what it has become, it, you've been true to your word. And a, a massive part of, of me wanting to do this so eagerly was one, because I started to see through social media, you know, your good intention for every book you wrote. I saw the respect you had for many people on social media for the past books you wrote. And then when I spoke to Tom and he sent me a film that he had made before um, called Greavesy, and there was this really kind of sentimental raw good feel and I just thought to myself I did an interview the other day um, about this film and somebody had said and it made a lot of sense to me that you know to, in my dad's later years and then after he passed for that for the past however many years you know when you say George Best a lot of people I mean a lot of people go football but the name kind of got tainted after a while because of other reasons right because of drink I'll just say it's not what I want to talk about today but it made me realize that this brings it back around to what it should be. You know, on a personal level, it was like, okay, I've been through the things, but all that matters that I want to do with pride is sing my dad's name and share his brilliance with people. And that's what you delivered, Wayne, in your book. And that's what now Tom and you have delivered in this film. So for me, it was a no-brainer. It was actually really, really exciting thinking. I've not been able to personally share a story of such a significant, important time in my dad's life and whether or not Tom knows he's done this or not, but we've made this film that is this really pure, joyous, memorable film about United and all the players and George that I think is really cool. We can pass on to the next generations because I know United fans talk about my old man to their kids, but it's like I almost this video, this film is almost sharing it to everybody and everybody to show what 
what people are so blown away by when we talk about George Best. And it's not all the crap that came after and all the crap that might have been there at some point. It's going back to the the raw, incredible talent of what he had to become the best player in the world in a time when football was just incredible. And United, it was so needed with the Busby Babes and this rebuild. And, you know, everything about it just gets me absolutely buzzing. So I'm thrilled. Yeah, me too. I think this is where I take my hat off to Tom again. To just if we're if this is just a, a podcast full of praise, you know, you do write a book, you choose every word, you can go exactly where you want to go in that. And I can do whatever I want. I can make it a celebration. I always think it's much harder, or I, even if it isn't harder, if Tom, if you think it's easier to translate it on screen, but I've so much respect and appreciation for the way that you do that because you're dictated by the moving picture, and so much of what's already been made dominates uh, is dominated by the off the pitch stuff and I remember one early conversation that we had which was almost like a rule of thumb you know no champagne tower um, which was basically like that's the kind of ethos that we're going to go with um, not just the champagne tower but that kind of thing that kind of footage we try and avoid it was you made that creative choice basically so I'm saying the most effective way to celebrate George is to take that most po- joyous part of the journey and that's the period that we cover in the film isn't it yeah so we picked like so we we've taken it obviously your book um looks at the football career right the way through and um obviously um i i think we'd be looking at like a 5 hour long film if we if we tried to cover all the clubs um <laughs> that George played for um so we we thought like let's go like i mean like the kind of 63 to 68 was like the that was like the the prime you know like the coming over from belfast like um, to winning the Ballon d'Or, winning the European Cup, um, we thought we would kind of like we would focus our energies on that period to make a nice kind of like to package it quite nicely because that is that's the that's the spell. The reason like the, the, there are statues of this man, like the reason everybody loves this man, um, it's 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 a lot to do with that that journey in 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 this five years, and so that's why we we decided to pick yeah sixty three to sort of sixty eight sixty nine the film mm. did Callum's involvement change the the working on the film for you Tom I mean I know that when you did the Callum mentioned the excellent Greavesy film and you worked with the family of Jimmy Greaves for that uh, that obviously make would would have made that process a, a hugely emotional um, and hugely different experience to working on a film like Too Good to Go Down so did uh, was that the same for um, well I'm putting words into your mouth but is that how you felt with working with Callum well, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, it was wonderful to get like for for Callum to like get involved, like because um, it does always make it more personal. And and as you as you mentioned with Greasy and did I did one before about um, like called Rocky and Wrighty with David Rocastle's yeah, family. Yeah. And like that, like when you're trying to deliver, um, when you're trying to, deli- to to deliver for a family, like I, I kind of see it as we're making like a document for the family that they can now that they've got forever and. Um, that's a real like that's that's a like a, an amazing beautiful motivation like to to do your very best and it does make it I, I think is it's almost it's like past the point of when you have a family member involved you don't care what anyone else says about it really as long as that the family involved are happy with it yeah. and so it kind of makes it quite simple in a way 
Yeah, I can vouch for this, by the way, even in making Too Good To Go Down, Tom's constant checking up to see that Tommy, Doherty and the family were all right. I can remember that vividly. Um, yeah, uh, Callum, last one, really. Callum, we, you know, Tom talked about the personal touch there and it's something that I can definitely vouch for. We did the filming at the cliff and we had a few moments before Tom and the other guys arrived where we were just walking round um, you know, inside the changing rooms and everything like that, and it was just crazy. Like it was surreal for me as a fan, and like seeing you witness this for like the first time as an adult. Um, you know, then we worked uh, earlier on than that. We'd worked on your narration and the, uh, you know everything that you've done over the film together. One thing that did struck strike me when you were walking around the cliff is how emotionally engaged you were in that. Like, um, and obviously was there prominent at the cliff. Um, was it cathartic for you to literally just say then, look, there's no dark alley we're going down. This is just something that you can sink into the n- nostalgia with, something that you can really indulge in. Is that something that um, you took the opportunity to do when, when you were there? You know what's great about this is that it was actually a breeze for me. The only points where I kind of went, oh, where am I and what am I doing is when I sat in the cliff. But it was a point of really, really nice, raw emotions of thinking, wow, like this little locker room, my old man sat with some of the greatest of that era and just created legacies and and sent this football club off on this incredible path. And I just sat there full of pride, a little bit of sadness, but sadness in the fact that I couldn't share it with my dad, but at the same time creating something that I can share with the people that love my dad. So there were, it's just, you two made it easy for me in the respect that, Wayne, you knew the story. Tom, you pulled all the things out, the footage, the archive, the, uh, the unknown stories that kind of I thought I knew but maybe didn't know, which, which shocked me as well. And all I had to do was narrate it with, with care. And of course that's what I'm gonna do because it's my old man. And uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm really proud to be able to share this kind of story that I haven't really shared as such because you know, the, the life and the, the journey I've had with my dad has been a crazy one, but one that I cherish and that I, I'm glad that now we were able to make this piece and people can see it and the way it's put together, I think people will absolutely love it. I concur completely. Um, yeah, that's it then. Guys, um, I hope we've done enough to whet the appetite and if not, just check out one of the teaser clips that BT Sport are dropping on their socials like dynamite at the moment there's one today that they dropped oh my god check it out um that's true genius on after the match tomorrow as callum says after we win um the film is seemingly joyful um it's a celebration of how arguably the greatest player of all time rose to the top um you have the subplot of the 10-year journey from 1958 to 68 playing in the background as well i am immensely proud of this but also of both of you guys tom and callum but also everyone at, at bt sport has done a cracking job on this the archivists the researchers the editors the creative decisions taken um have enabled the team to unearth the purest most in-depth film on george best that you're likely to see with such an attention to detail um i can't wait for you to see it hopefully after united win tomorrow night and remember guys leave us a nice review or rating on apple podcasts if you enjoyed the show i'll be back next week with paul parker to review the final and maybe we'll watch the film so i can talk about that with him as well stay safe stay well and thanks for listening away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.